expectations. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to season one, episode fourteen of Friends and Low Expectations. Uh, we are rapidly approaching uh, the end of of the season, and uh, ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, Carl will not be in contention for uh, the fantasy belt, uh, tentatively named Oksana. Um, that's not tentative. That 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 that's written in stone. That's that's in that, that's in the stars. Gino fucking hates it. So I do. I hate that. <laughs> you hate Oksana? Did you watch Blue Mountain State? I did. I'm still not a fan of it. Oh my oh goodness! My God. Wow. I was going to use right. this for your. I was going to use this for your ing for your intro, Gino. But I'm just. I feel like this is appropriate. Here. Fuck your life, Bing Bong. <laughs> 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 it's a hot head holiday. It's a hot head summer. <laughs> how uh, I mean, how do we feel about uh, Carl's reign officially being over? We we are currently in an interim status, uh, but Carl's reign with him losing is is officially done. Um, it's a good, he it's a, he will he will certainly contest that it's not over until he ships the belt. Which I'm not totally convinced that he's not going to keep it until the last possible minute. Yeah, but no, how, how do we feel? How do we feel about the reign of Carl, uh, Samson, Hannah being over? You know, honestly, it's going to go one of two ways, and, and this is this is this is how I feel. Um, uh, if if Austin wins, I think it will be a more uh, you know a more respectful rule of of the belt. If Fred wins, shit's going to hell, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and we will never hear the end. I, like if we thought Carl was bad, I think Fred will be insufferable, and Fred has already said that he will be insufferable. So, um, <laughs> like, listen, I'd argue, I'd argue after the season Fred had, after uh, we specifically you uh, roasting him significantly oh, yeah. for the entirety of the season, um, for him to come back, if he were to come back and and win the league crown. Um, I would have absolutely zero qualms with him talking as much shit as he wanted. Um, he would, he would have earned it at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, he, he took the cards he was dealt and he, uh, somehow made it work. So like I said, props to him for, 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 for putting it together somehow. And, uh, you know, I think, like I said, I think we he, need to go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say like, still like. I, I stand by everything that I said. There's absolutely no reason that he should be in the finals, but the fantasy gods uh, deemed it so, and and here we are. So, like I said, like I, I don't think that anything I said was wrong, right? Like the fact that he lacked depth and things of that nature, but he made the waiver wire work in his favor, and and that's ultimately what got him to the finals. <laughs> that's ultimate, like that's what that's what got him there. Being able to work the waiver wire efficiently, um, having those high those high priorities really helped uh, sleeper having a goofy ass waiver priority system in the playoffs probably helped too. Uh, Cause they didn't reset after each week. So that was, that was probably a piece of it as well. But um, uh, yeah, like I said, like when you're the waiver wire King, you can, you can sometimes get lucky and like having Justin Jackson drop a, a, a 30 bomb is definitely something that you want going for you in a, in a must win match. A couple of things before I turn it over to Gino here, and we'll get into introductions. But 
Yeah, we haven't um, even done no, that yet. Sure. Number number one, um, I think Fred needs to be elevated from handcuff king to handcuff god um, with a G-A-W-D um, because my, my man is next level, next level with the handcuffs. Um, just absolutely, absolutely flawless. Um, number two, oh, I forgot what I was even going to say. Gino, well, before we get into introductions, Gino, what's your, what's your take on the ending of, uh, of Carl's reign here? So I'm not going to talk too much crap because Carl was one of the few people who rode with me throughout the season. So uh, I'm glad I lost to Austin because if Austin wins it all, it means I lost to the winner and I'll be okay mm-hmm. with that. Okay. I yeah. will have two qualms if Fred wins. One, he's a goddamn new guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If this yeah. was the case, we should have just kept Rilo in the league and <laughs> him every week. <laughs> two, all of us are Sam's but Fred. So we're going to let an outsider, non-fraternity brother come in here mm. and spank us. Well, I, I don't know if it's, it's not necessarily a spanking, but it's like a, it's a polite, it's a polite, like a cheek check, if you will. Sam, you're eating yeah. waffles. Your, your opinion no longer matters, my God. <laughs> oh, the first mention of Sam ending up in the Waffle House. Oh, glorious stuff, glorious stuff. Kamish, before I continue the roasting, please introduce us. Hello, my name is Kamish. I am one of your hosts on the show. Um, Happy fucking Friday, everybody. Hope you're having a great fucking Friday. Happy fucking Friday. (laughs) Happy Friday. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I can't say that I'm happy, but here we are. I'm joined, as always, uh, with my co-hostess with the mostest... uh, the Keithest of the Chiefs. I don't know. <laughs> and we are joined with our, uh, our, I guess everyone's lovable favorite, uh, Boston fuck, uh, Gino, Mister Rice to beat you himself. Fuck your life, Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is this is a special episode this week for a couple reasons. Number one, um, our dearest commish. Uh, has lost the Waffle Bowl and is, will be spending time, a uh, significant amount of time at a Waffle House here in the very near future. Um, but number two, this is our last, our last guest for the season. Scheduled, our last scheduled, yeah, guest. last scheduled guest. We 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 could potentially have some, uh, we could potentially have some some a few tricks we up could, our sleeve. But we might have some some cheeky, uh, some cheeky, uh, you know, cheeky guests in the coming weeks. We've got yeah, what two two left. Maybe two episodes, you know, two episodes, but uh, do, last, uh, last official groovy Tony, last official groovy Tony do a, and do a midweek episode and then we'll do a season wrap up. Yeah. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. Maybe some playoff content. I don't know. Well, we, we, we've, we've, we've already, we've already got some off season content brainstormed. So we're, we're, we're ready for the off season. I mean, it won't be like I'm, a weekly deal, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of ready for a break. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to get the juices flowing. We talked about it a little bit uh, last week on our episode, but we do have a uh, off-season uh, board meeting for Low Expectations Network, and we'll be uh, talking through uh, future content and uh, future endeavors. So, yeah, very excited yeah. about about the future. Uh, present company here has a has a potential proposal to yeah. add to the uh, Low Expectations Network. Uh, yeah, so, maybe maybe know. we get a bowl game in the future, like Barstool. The the low Ooh, expectation the the low expectations network I like I like the low expectations network Gasparilla Bowl 
give, gives me a reason to go back to Tampa. Um, plus Gasparilla. It's just such a fun name to say, you know? Yeah. So, like I said, could be, could be, could be in the cards. Um, depends on how, how meteoric our rises. Once, but like I said, after we have this, after we have this board meeting, very fast. Let's raise mid league dudes. Let's raise them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's. I have if, to. If 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 the rise of the low expectations network is contingent upon us raising league dues, this is our last episode. We couldn't even get five. <laughs> we couldn't even get five dollars. Actually, you know what? I have the. I have the stats. Five bucks. Let me. Five you bucks, know, man. Should we look? Should we look at real quick at at what what people? Uh, yes. How many people voted no? Yes. Just just don't, so don't name names. Don't name names. No, right. I'm not. I'm just gonna pull up the. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the count was like seven to three, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, I think it was. I think it was closer. Was it? Was it? Closer. Was it six four then? I think it was. I didn't. I don't think I, I, I didn't vote. <clears throat> so that that's part oh, of it too. Okay. I don't. I don't vote on leak business unless it's like mm. super tie breaking. But let's see. Oh, good I have stuff. a lot. I have a lot on the. Um, did I put in more expectations? No, I put in. <laughs> Records and other documents. What 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 year was this? Was twenty one twenty two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this past summer. Sheesh. I think we voted on it in like June or July, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see summary. We had five people voted to keep it at twenty dollars. We had one person vote to to go up to twenty five. That must be keeper. Uh, if I had to guess. <laughs> it was one person, me. one person go up to fifty. We have someone who is obviously very wealthy, um, and then two people said thirty. So, actually, um, I can't. I can't recall. I, I'm definitely either. I was. I was definitely in favor of raising it. So I don't know if I was twenty five or fifty, but I was definitely in favor of raising it. Fifty was probably a little lofty. I would have settled. I hope my vote would have been trickled into twenty five had that been the uh, had that been the said, majority. I think you renamed yourself to go fuck yourself. So yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, that was you. Yeah, you. So said I was. I, oh, I, I was twenty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. You know, just the, the possibilities. So this, but this is again. This is our our our, our pleading to the the lads to please let's uh, let's. I, I'm. I don't know if I want to put any mechanisms in place that we go up like. Five dollars every year until we hit fifty, and then we stop or what? But uh, it, we might have a tough time keeping Carl if we go above uh, twenty five dollars. So <laughs> any money, any money Carl spends that isn't going into his retirement is probably uh, he, he probably has to like really think about that one. He's probably got to you know consult some voodoo dolls and got to run a spreadsheet analysis on it. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do cost a, a full on yeah full on cost benefit analysis before he says, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, but Carl needs to realize. Scared money don't make money. But listen, Carl. <laughs> Carl, Carl won't move unless it benefits him. Um, the only reason that he put money on a belt is because it was his idea. I, I think if if, mother, if any, and it was because this is his year. If if somebody else had won it and it wasn't his idea, I don't think he would have brought it up. Number one and number two, I don't think he would have been that. Uh, been on board with paying for it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I love Carl, but I think I know him well enough to say that uh, if this wasn't his year, if he didn't win it and he knew he was going to get to spend time with it, he wouldn't have been in favor of it. 
I'll probably get some text messages about that later, but we'll see. Hundred <laughs> percent. What do you what do you what do you guys say we dive into this week? I know Sam is uh, is dreading this, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we got we got lots of good things to talk about. Um, I think, it, like I said, I don't know, lots of good things, but we have things to talk about. So that's that's always good news for the lads. Uh, good news <laughs> for the lads when we get to. Well, it's never not bad news. It's uh, any content is good content. So, well, uh, I, I when I when I made the agenda the, this past week, um, I was reading off a sleeper and I, I put our matchup first because that was at the top of my my screen when I made the agenda. So we can either get this out of the way now or we can save it. I'll let you make the decision, Sam. No, let's let's talk about it. I think I mean it's mm. it was a it was a fun mm. matchup. I mean it was like came down to Monday night football. And I, I think like when you're thinking about any matchup, if it comes down to Monday night football, it's it's one of those ones that uh you know it, it must have been close. So yeah like I said, I'm, no. I'm, I'm happy to dive in. No, definitely definitely a lot of fun. Um this was this was one I, 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 me personally, we both got our chirps in, but I think we were both pretty respectful about this. I think, I, I think we were, we were fine. Um, up until yeah. the clock hit zero, which then I really started, uh, then I really laid it on thick. Um, and I mean, I'm not one that <clears throat> typically talks shit to going into, like, yeah, I think if you look at any, when I went up against this year, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily like, uh, go into it, you know, boastful or anything like that. So, I mean, it's just not who I am. Like, if I win, like, I might get a trip off, but I'm not one that's going to be like over the top about it. You're, you're one in my experience of knowing you. You're one where it's like, like I'm just thinking about like intramurals, for instance. Like when you uh, when you would when, when you would, when you would talk shit about people, you wouldn't say it to them. You'd say it to 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 your to your squad. So, like, I remember yeah. like playing soccer. Like you would talk mad shit about uh, an organization Anyone. represented in this league, yeah. um, but you wouldn't Much say it to them. You wouldn't say it to them. You would say it to the guys, and we'd all be like, "No, nah. oh, that's a good, one. that's a good one." Well, I, I think like even even talking to other people, I talked with obviously I talked with Joe a lot, and I talked with Fern a lot. Um, but I think even then, I think what I said was. Um, after week one, I said, they're like, well, you're up 20 points. You should feel comfortable. And I was like, I'm never comfortable with my team. Like, if anyone's going to blow it, it's me. And I was like, I'm not going to be comfortable until uh, Monday night football comes and goes and, and I have the W. So, uh, yeah, no, not – I was – this whole year has been kind of a, like a – I don't I'm not going to call it a nightmare, but it's been – it's definitely been a, a painful experience. Probably the worst, worst <laughs> fantasy, worst fantasy football I've ever had in my entire like. I don't think I've ever finished last in any league, so this is like a first for me. So this has been a, a painful experience to say the least. I think I think I think I finished last one time, and it was like. It's you know it's one of those things. Is if one of us finishes last, it's it's like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. So because right. it's not yeah. like we don't like. I feel like if you. You know, unless you're Joe and you 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 try really hard at your fantasy football, you're going to see the results. Uh, in in Joe's instance, he he tried really hard and didn't get the results. So, um, so well, yeah, you know, I guess so. Jumping jumping into this matchup, it was a good one. Uh, the final score two fifty five two forty two. Um, as you mentioned, it was decided on Monday Night Football. Um, a a very uh, very timely. Um, you know, streamer defense pickup with the Dolphins. I 
kind of read the writing on the wall there, saw that the Saints were going to be without uh, Taysom Hill. And so I really thought that this had the opportunity to um, be really, be really sneaky. And so they had to start yeah. Ian Book. Um, Ian Book just, he sees ghosts when he plays a team with Miami in the name, um, <laughs> as evidenced by 47 or 48 to, to 7 against the Hurricanes in 2017. And now this absolutely atrocious uh, performance here. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the, the matchup was, uh, it was, it was neck and neck. I mean, you look at the first week, um, it was very close. I think it was what within like 20 points. Yeah. Um, like 20. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's not, a, and I think we said it on the show last week, not an insurmountable um, difference, but certainly one that, uh, you, you, most people feel good with a 20 point lead in a, in a two week playoff format. Um, you know, the first week it was, it was the show of the tight ends. Travis Kelsey dropped an absolute gem with 41 points, which I think is the highest score for, or the second highest score for a tight end this year. I think maybe Mark Andrews had more on that, that week that Lamar Jackson absolutely popped off, but, um, and then your Mark, Mark Andrews uh, obviously Again. had a ma- massive game uh, in that week with 35. Um, and then really the rest of our rosters really weren't all that exceptional. I think, um, you know, you, you you had Josh Allen had you a pretty solid game. James Robinson had me a fairly nice game. Um, so, you know, it was it, it was a fairly, <clears throat> fairly even matchup, you know, kind of looking in uh, going into the second week. We were both kind of like, oh, you know, this could really go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this week here, like, honestly, the difference ultimately came down to that Dolphins defense pickup. I think yeah. you were, I think you were up by, I think you were up by exactly 15. Um, yeah. Cause I, cause I remember, or it was, maybe it was a shade, a shade under 15 because I, no, it was, it was, it was absolutely, it was 15 because I was like, okay, well, if, if, if like the score were to stop now, he would get 15 points and beat me by half a point or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's, that's what I said. Stop the count. <laughs> yeah. Um, but ultimately uh, AJ Brown is the guy that saved me. The guy um, who yeah. I've talked endless shit about and, I saw that he was getting activated. I really didn't like the matchup with San Francisco on Thursday night, especially with him coming back from injury. Yeah. Um, but something told me to just run with it. And I was like, okay. And I forget what I was doing Thursday night, but I didn't, um, I didn't end up checking the score until after the game was over. And I saw yeah. he had 31 and I was like, Oh, well, that's exactly what you want to see, especially because you started um, Deontay Foreman who only got seven. So I was like, Oh, I'm yeah. feeling I've made up the difference. Now I just have to hold, you know, have to hold steady. But yeah, no, it, it, I was looking at, I was looking at, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get any help that, that, uh, Mike Williams went on the COVID list. Uh, um, not that I don't think it probably wouldn't have mattered given how poorly the, uh, the Chargers played. Um, so I picked up Juice. Uh, he had a decent game, but I should have known you can't trust Baker. Uh, and then I should have known that trusting a, a Broncos player was going to bite me in the ass uh, when Melvin Gordon put up, you know, seven carries for negative four yards and one reception for four yards. So that's uh, that's painful. And then starting the Chargers defense, I, I was thinking through and I was like, even if I'd kept the Bills, they put up seven points this week. Um, I still I don't I don't think I would have won even with uh, so I had six there that puts me at forty eight. Add seven. Yeah, I, I still would have lost by half a point if I had started the Bills. So 
like I don't if like if I had kept my my main roster decisions there, it doesn't make too much of a difference. And I don't think that uh, like looking at the waiver wire, like I don't think any of us could have predicted that Rex Burkhead was going to put up twenty nine points, <laughs> right? Like against the Chargers. So, um, like look, thinking through all my decisions, like I think I made like probably in that situation again. The, probably the only difference I would have made is probably switching the Chargers defense for the Bills, but even so, I think I probably would have stayed the course and gone with that. It sucks looking at Sonny Michelle on my bench with, with 20 and a half. Uh, but you know, yeah, that was, that, that was going to be my only critique there. I saw, mm-hmm. you know, you picked up Sonny Michelle as a, as a handcuff. You, you snagged him yeah. away from me in the first week. You got him on the waivers going into the second week. So I was kind of surprised you didn't run yeah. with him. Um, especially cause we've talked about kind of Javante Williams. Um, yeah. You know, slowly but surely over the course of the season, like kind of pulling, uh, pulling the lead man role away from Melvin yeah. Gordon. So I really thought He's, you'd go with Sony Michelle. So worked yeah. out well for me. But um, yeah, but uh, I mean, even I don't even did, did Fred start Javante? He didn't. But even Javante Williams didn't necessarily have a good day. I mean, they both got seven carries. They he only had twelve yards. The only difference between Javante Williams. And and Melvin Gordon is that he had a touchdown, and he had uh, two catches for eight yards instead of one catch for four. So like mm-hmm. the stats, the, the stats, the really the difference between the two running backs in that game is just uh, the touchdown and just how god awful the the Broncos are. Uh, yeah. So like I said, I, and I, I still wasn't comfortable with what whatever the timeshare was going to look like between, um, you know. Uh, Sony Michelle, uh, Daryl Henderson, and then when the and news Cam with, Akers, yeah. and then when the news of Cam Akers dropping, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh crap! I don't know what that's going to look like and who's going to be the lead back in in LA." So, like I said, like it is what it is. Uh, I think like it was a close game. And I think everything that we could have wanted, but uh, obviously tough to come out on bottom. Yeah, Gina, what are you, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? So, Keith, I'm not going to lie to you. I was actually rooting against you. I really wanted you to eat some waffles. Mm. Uh, but, hey. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. Uh, because Carl texted me. Uh, Carl got very mad at me about Joe Burrow. Um, and so Joe Burrow started exploding. And uh, he was like, oh, screw you. I'm giving Sam all my all my, my juju voodoo. And I was like. Basically didn't mm. win. But anyway, continue. Sorry. I, so Carl has no room to give any more voodoo. He's lost consecutive weeks now. I mean, I put oh. hundred like 181 on him. <laughs> Ever since would, then, it's been downhill for Carl. I would like to put. I would like to say on the record that Carl does hold the uh, the lowest single week uh, point score now in the league. Official, so officially, I, and I, he, I might, he holds it by a wide margin because I think yeah, well, it, it, it was like 20 points because I think you had like 77 or 78. That I had week. 78. I had 78, and he, and he had 58. 58. Yeah. So, so, let it be known. Like, I might be going to the Waffle House, but Carl definitely had the lowest points uh, for the I season. I mean, if, so. if that helps you feel better, great. But yeah, you're still does. eating waffles. <laughs> he's he's going to finish at, at worst fourth place. And you're gonna hey, Gino, finish. I'm still waiting on your letter that you're supposed to mail me, bitch. It's in the mail. You have two things coming. Yeah. All right. Better be. <laughs> well, two people have already received theirs, so you should be getting yours at some point. All right. Um, but, I mean, as far as this matchup goes, I mean, you don't predict the Chargers defense getting blown out by Houston. Yeah. So, you know, you, you played the course and 
Kiefer just had a better week, and you're the one eating waffles, and Kiefer's sitting pretty in Suntan City. Well, listen, I, I think I think I think this is a testament to me overcoming adversity. Um, I lose my my best player by far, Chris Godwin. I lose him in the first week of the matchup, and he only gives me ten points. Um, I lost Clyde Edwards-Alaire by like before the half. I lost James Robinson in the first quarter. Um, I didn't have Travis Kelsey. So this is just, this is a testament to my skills as a fantasy manager to overcome such, uh, such circumstances. And I, do you know, I, I don't, I don't blame you. And I also don't think, um, I also don't think you're alone. I think many people would have preferred, I think if, I'll be honest. It's funny that Sam is in Waffle House. I think it would have been funnier if I were in Waffle House. Um, I think I think the content would be a little better. So I gotta I gotta oh, yeah. up my A game to make sure that the content is A plus while Sam is eating waffles. Um, so I don't blame you, and I don't think you're alone. I think most people. I think if we did a poll, maybe that'll be the poll for this week. Um, I think I think most people would have preferred to see me in Waffle House as opposed to Sam. Oh, absolutely. I, think, I don't. I don't, I don't think. That, I don't even think that's a question. I, I think I think it's just because Sam's more likable than me. Yeah. Well, people also know that I won't like publicize it. I'll just go do the Waffle House and say like, "I'm starting. Done. I'm done." <laughs> oh no, I'd I'd make it a show. It, it would be uh, yeah. it would be a full on it would be a full on full production. on Lin Lin Manuel Miranda production here. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's gonna be like Hamilton. <laughs> people are gonna write musicals about Kiefer and Waffle House. <laughs> what would, maybe that could be a poll question. What would what would my musical about my stay in Waffle House um, be called? Uh, but insert Kanye West, I guess we'll never know. For now. <clears throat> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I do I do want to put it out for people that I think we should retire at Waffle House after this year, though. No, not a fucking chance, buddy. Well, I think it'd be funnier to do something else. Like, I like I sent you some things that I thought were yeah, funny. Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. the one... Here, here. What, what do you think about this one, Gino? Um, having to take a Greyhound bus to... Uh, what, what was it? Um, it was South Dakota. I think it was like Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or something. Yeah, taking taking a <laughs> taking a, a Greyhound bus to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, eating at a Sioux <laughs> Falls, and then taking the Greyhound back home. <laughs> I think I think about that bus ride for some of our for some of our guys. Like for the for the Indiana folk, not that bad. Um, for Gino, for me, or Gino, that's that's a long that bus sucks. ride. Sucks. For, picture, for, picture, for picture Joe, Joe driving yeah. from Tampa, going from Tampa to Sioux Falls, like that would be, that'd be miserable. Let me, let me, let me just, let me just, let me just plug it in real quick. Let me. It probably wouldn't up. be an expensive bus ride, but it'd probably be a very long one. No. Let's see if we we're going to go Friday the 31st. And <laughs> Why not? Look, as long as I don't have to run, we can make it happen. <laughs> Okay, Gino. <laughs> hey, I won my one race. Yeah, Gino, you need, you need to retire from racing now. Just Holy shit. Re- retire, a, retire unbeaten. It's a 44 and a half, almost 45 hour. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one way or round trip? That's oh. one way. That's, that's four days, four days in a bus. <laughs> to go to go to one restaurant, <laughs> and then it's forty eight and a half <laughs> returning. Oh my god, that that's almost 
four full days to go to Sioux Falls. Like, not even a desirable destination. And then you got to go eat at sushi there. That would be bad. Mm. The other one, the other one that I liked that I that I sent you was <clears> getting <throat> the getting a local newspaper to write about your fantasy team and how yeah. bad it is. I thought that yeah. would be pretty funny. Getting it published. I think like, I think that would be a good one. Or um, or making an obituary for your fantasy team. Oh man, see, you but know? that I think that that's funny. That's funny, but that's like a. I don't know. I think there's. I think there's more ways to be to get embarrassed. We'll have to. We'll have to brainstorm through it. But I, like I said, I. I think the Waffle House is off season league business. Yeah, that's it's fun, but like I think it's. Uh, I think we can do better, and I think like I would like to do something that's original to us and something that like because like Waffle House has been done by you know lots of yeah, other people now. So like if we can come up with something that's original and something that's funky and fresh, I think that'd be the way to go. Yeah, that's but. Fun. Last time we asked for it, people had no good answers. So, well, I think if it doesn't involve uh, if it doesn't involve raising dues, I think we could probably pass it. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. But that the SAT, the SAT one would be painful, but yeah, that that's like suck. that's like four hours. Yeah, yeah that would be miserable. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, that does it. That is your. Your Waffle Bowl champion, um, which I don't know if you really want to be the champion of the Waffle Bowl, but uh, Keith defeats Kamish, 255-242. Stay tuned for Sam's long stay in Waffle House. He's already mentioned to myself and Philly, um, which, by the way, Philly can't join us this week. Uh, he may he may hop on, but um, he's down in Florida with his family, but. He's already mentioned uh, he's trying to break Mo's record, um, which is I think Mo said he ate sixteen waffles. So he's he going grew up twice. He, well, I mean, were those tactical pukes? You know, because if they're tactical pukes, then you know who knows. But yeah. uh, he, he's already mentioned he's going to break the record, uh, looking to get at least seventeen waffles, if not more. Um, I think you should just go for broke. Try to get twenty. That, that was kind of what, that's kind of what I was thinking. <clears throat> but it, I think I do think it's funny that we would have outscored like. Four other teams in this. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I I did see that, and uh, most notably, every, every single finalist. Yep, yep. Um, which I, I think is I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, the, I look. If if I'm seeing this right, the only team we wouldn't either of us wouldn't have beaten is Fern. Well, Gino would have beat me, but oh yeah, yeah. So the me. only team I would have lost, I would have lost to, is Fern. Yep. And the only other team that Sam would have picked up there is Gino. Another crazy stat is that Carl fielded an entire team and scored 58 points. And Mo, in two <laughs> weeks, put together 47. So, like, Debo Samuel alone almost could have beaten <laughs> beaten uh, Carl in one week. I mean, yeah. I guess that's over two weeks, so that's, you know. Well, I guess, I guess we should I guess we should exclude uh, – I guess we should exclude Joe and Mo from our – estimations here because they they put on a little friendly little friendly wager Uh, but yeah let's uh, talk about the which one do you want to talk about next i I think we should talk about uh i'm seeing carl and austin as the next uh i I know you've been wanting to talk about this one so i feel like we should get this one up and running oh yeah no i'm I'm all about i'm all about this one um gino gino just for my just for my knowledge what time do you need to leave uh probably like 10 30 at the latest Uh, okay so we'll need to We'll need to get um, we'll need to get our groovy Tony 
Do we want to do that first, uh, Keith, and come back to this, or how do you want to? Yeah. What, wanna... what is it? What is it right now? Your time is it? Ten o'clock. Nine fifty-six. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's just let's just go ahead and skip ahead because I definitely want to give. Uh, I definitely want to give Gino his uh, his time here. And, Can I get uh, one chirp in before? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Carl, yeah, you absolutely. lost to a team that didn't play a whole running back, dude. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just no. Oh man. Well, let, let's let's get through. Let's get through Geno's and let's try to get back to this because I've I've got some stuff. I got I. I'm gonna lay in the car. You got some spicy um, meatballs. I got I got I got some fucking heat here. My man, my man challenged my credibility, and I'm ready to just blow. I'm ready to blow this bitch out of the water. Um, but yeah. So, um. Our our final guest picker of the season, uh, very very excited for this one. Gino, you and I, we both go way back, all the way, all the way back to 2012. Yeah, dog. Can you can you believe that we're uh, we're coming up on 10 years here, 10 years of friendship here, and God, I remember when you were just a. Uh, I remember I was a junior, you were a freshman. It was just something about it. You and Hooters. I was drawn to you two for some reason. I don't know what it was in our pledge class. Um, Gino had a flat top or something. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't a flat top. It was a fade because I was riding around <laughs> in the uh, the Death Mobile. That 2000 nope. Chevy that, Impala. That, that Impala. The Impala. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was awful. I scared the shit out of Keith. <laughs> you scared the I, shit out of me. He, he let me borrow his car one time and he goes... He goes, yeah, yeah, just start it up, and then you can pull the key out. And I was like, the yeah. fuck? Yeah, he used to do that to me all the time. And I was like, you need to stop, dude. We're going 80 miles an hour in the interstate. <laughs> Relax. That thing, that thing, that thing was awesome. I, I fucking loved it. But um, yeah, man, ten years. Uh, we've we've gone through a lot. You know, two degrees. We, What's that? Two whole degrees. Yeah, two degrees. Um, for those of you who didn't know, Gino and I. Both got our master's degrees together at USF. Almost said UCF, that I would have puked. Um, but got our master's degrees together. I took uh, two years to go be a consultant. And then uh, you were finishing up your degree at that time because you went straight from undergrad to grad, right? Yeah. And then so we met back up at USF and got our master's degrees together. What a ride it's been. What's a ride? What a ride. Um, my question for you, and again, I didn't, I didn't prep you for this, but I uh, would love to hear just kind of an unfiltered, um, unfiltered response here. What is your, um, you can pick either one. What is your favorite or least favorite memory of our, uh, our time together? Oh, okay. So I have two that come to mind, but they're both <laughs> the same day. Oh God! <laughs> are they both bad, or are they both good, or one and one and one? I mean, we lived through one. Your Uber rating, though, is probably trash because of the other one. Oh no! You can't <laughs> tell that story. No, no, yeah. Is that, that Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Atlanta's no, out on a trip. No, you we're can't. Ix, you can't. We're ixnaying that. You can't tell that story. I, oh. I very much regret that. But actually, surprisingly, my Uber rating four point nine four. Is the point six because of that day? Probably. There was that, and then I don't remember where we were going. We were on the street walking to a certain adult club. 
<laughs> I'm in the you, back you talking can, to you, Philly. You can tell that one. Okay. So I'm in the back talking with Philly. Kiefer is like maybe 20 feet in front of me. Old boy grabs a rock and just throws it up in the air. And it comes straight down on a calf in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> We do not this condone proper <laughs> damage here on Low Expectations Network. This dude slams his brakes, gets oh. out, starts cussing everybody. I'm, I'm talking to Phil, like, so we got to go back the other way. And a guy's walking behind us and says, hey, man, he's about to get shot. We're going to go back the other way. <laughs> um, Both my favorite memories of Keeper. Not that, my, oh, not my proudest moment. Can... Not my proudest moment. Eh, but... We all have our <clears throat> That Atlanta trip is something else. Um, that was a good time. You did defend me to a certain USF professor who will go unnamed. <laughs> I, I I hated that guy. <laughs> I didn't do nothing to the man. Uh, but yeah, no, we, I think, we, we won't we won't talk about him. No, but but uh, I mean, we, we you and I have had some great memories. We won an IQ <laughs> together at USF. Oh, baby. My, my crowning achievement, my crowning athletic achievement. I've got the shirt on just for this. Oh, yes. Morgan has taken over mine. She uses it as a nighttime shirt now, but uh, still have mine too. It's been 10 years, dude. Like, we've had some hella good memories together. For sure. For sure. Atlanta is what comes to mind for me. Um, I won't tell your story because I. Yeah, uh, I, I, I won't tell, I won't nope. tell your story, um, but it, Atlanta was definitely uh, it was one for the books. Uh, that was just such a great a great time, a great gathering of the lads, and uh, that was that was just so much fun. But yeah, we've been through been through a lot, pledging together, um, all the memories with pledging, um, just just some great fucking times, man. It's been it's been a blessing to have you in my life. It's been uh, it's it's been a wild ride, buddy. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's been nothing but blessings, and I think we need to have an Atlanta trip 2.0 with less a little bit toned no. down this time, maybe. Yeah, be like <laughs> like a, act like adults. We'll get on Sam's Uber. <laughs> no, the yes. fuck we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam, Sam's Uber. For I've sure. already lost not, Uber not ratings. Mine. I've already lost Uber ratings because of Joe. So because uh, <laughs> we'll of Joe, hear, we'll have to hear that yeah. story at some point. Just ask Joe about his twenty-first birthday. That's all. That's all. He, that's all needs to be said. I, I, um, I would. I, I think you could just say "rest in peace" to all Uber ratings on anyone's twenty-first birthday. That's why. That's why. If I'm the one who's not drunkest, I make sure that I order the Uber from whoever is drunkest's phone. Now, big brain. Ooh, yeah, hella big brain play. I was like, hey, like I got drunk. Uh, Mo got really hammered one time. I said, Mo, hand me your phone so I can order us an Uber. And Mo's like, oh, okay. Gives me his phone. Ordered an Uber ride. He immediately insults the Uber driver. So you know what? It's not on my account. <laughs> it's on Mo's. So you know that's that's uh, it's big brain. So that's because I'm the irresponsible one. That's that's what I do. <laughs> or, so, or so we've been. Or so we've been told. Or so we've been told. The world will never know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I don't even know if I want to get him. I like I like the nostalgia question there because like it, I'm sure Gina would have some really nice things to say about me. Um, yeah. But, 
You you kind of your your voice kind of like uh, like went up <laughs> kind there a little puberty. bit. Kind of kind of went up kind of went up a pitch though. Like, like he had like yeah. he had something. Yeah. Yeah, like a, like a, that upward inflection as if to ask it's a question. Like a, but it's like, uh, did we or no? Or you were like, eh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> but I think I want to ask you about. <laughs> Uh my gosh, Kiefer has like the plague. Yeah, pour one out for the homies if you can. Oh, I thought I muted myself. My bad, boys. No, no, dude, it's all right. I hope, hope you, hope you cure yourself of the plague. Um, but so one of the things that we talked about earlier on in the season is your interest in uh, potentially joining the Low Expectation Networks family uh, yeah. with another member of the league uh, with uh, a. A working title of the Ugly Boys podcast. Um, talk to me about your your interest in, in kind of joining Low Expectations Network family and, and kind of uh, what you would want to hope what you would want to hope to get out of it. Yeah, so I think uh, with with the other person who would be the Ugly Boy with me, uh, you know, some of my closest friends are in this league. I think we'd have a great time. It's just kind of picking a topic because I'm probably one of the few who doesn't you know, interact the most. I laugh at everything you guys put in the chat. I laugh at everything. Like my boss has asked me what I'm laughing at. Cause I'm usually laughing at work. Uh, Brandy's asked me multiple times. What are you laughing at? And she calls me fucking stupid. Yeah, but I, I just enjoy the league and I want to contribute a little bit and get some, some jabs in on some Joe's and some Carl's maybe. <laughs> You can never have enough. You can never have enough. Uh, <clears throat> enough Carl Jimmy wrestlers. And like I said his uh, his. I said last week, and he got he got his rustled. He got his Jimmy's rustled about me saying I'm good at wrestling his Jimmy's. Um, so I think case in point. But uh, yeah, I mean, any anyone who can add to the Carl Jimmy wrestling, uh, I welcome. I welcome with open arms. Happy to teach well, a course on it as I well. I think. I think. And I think in any good friendship, there's always a Jimmy and there's always someone who's good at wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's like me and me and Fern, like he, oh. he's, he's definitely the Jimmy and I'm definitely the one that likes to wrestle his Jimmy. So, Mushu. you know, Mushu is right? my Jimmy wrestler, right? There's always that one guy in your relationship that, you know, that he, he knows how to push your buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I keep you're probably the, the Jimmy wrestler for me too. If any, if, if, uh, if, if, we're, if we're being honest, I think I think I think if we were to take a poll of the people that I interact with most in on a day to day, they would probably say that I'm I'm the leading wrestler of their jimmies, which yeah, I take probably. pride in that. I, I do. I take pride in that. Like you said, uh, you I, gotta you gotta have that that that's the relationship, right? There's always gonna there's <laughs> gonna be one who's who's getting the jimmies wrestled, and there's always someone who's wrestling the jimmies. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> hey, iron sharpens iron, baby. Yeah, high tide raises all the ships. Thanks, Gino. I appreciate yeah, I got that. You. <clears throat> but yeah, you heard it here, folks. Uh, potential uh, potential content coming from uh, from Gino. So we'll we'll keep those keep you guys posted there, and we're we're looking forward to that. I think I think Sam, myself, and Philly are all like very much um, invested in trying to make this more than just like something for our league. Obviously, friends and low expectations will always be um, kind of our our baby and something that we take a lot of pride in and we really enjoy doing. And it's it's so much fun for us. 
Um, but I think we really have like kind of a collective vision of seeing like what we can do with this. And I think, um, I think, you know, it starts, it starts small. It starts just like this by, you know, reaching out to your friends and seeing what they want to do and, um, and making it happen. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it's, uh, we have a, we have a big vision. There's lots of potential and, um, we're excited to to see how we can make it grow. So It'll be uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun having some some new content and some uh, uh, some new voices on the airwaves. We have the right group of guys to make it happen too. I think That's a lot sure. of it, like I said, and I've talked about this before, and people can pick my brain off about this offline. But uh, I think a lot of it too is is like you, if you're creating something like this, people have to care about it. Um, if you it, like if we take this format right now and we present it to the World Wide Web, and uh, I don't think people care about it because people don't know who we are as people, right? Um, but if you give people a personality, you give people a backstory, you give people a reason to care about the certain individuals in 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 the league. I think people buy into it. It's just like reality TV, right? Like you introduce the the season's contestants and as the week progresses and people buy into their, their gamesmanship, people buy into their, their personality, people buy into what they're trying to do. Um, I think we can do something very similar here with friends and low expectations because we have like a, a like a, a vastly different group of people who all have like very mostly big personalities. And I think people can buy into to who we are fundamentally and like i said we don't have to like we i mean keith and i go by obviously mostly pseudonyms um but like people can buy into that and i think yeah. like i think it's like a very feasible thing for us to do uh, uh like i said people can care about the friends and low expectations um and buy into those personalities as long as we give them that platform as well so we have a vision um, and we're going to talk about it more uh, in the upcoming off season, but uh, there's going to be opportunities to contribute in lots of lots of different in lots of different ways and lots of different uh, avenues. I think the one that I, I get I, I think is funny, and I've, I've pitched this to Kiefer, and I don't think it's I don't, it probably won't catch on. But I think the women of low expectations would be hilarious oh, having like. Yeah. Having having significant others talk about how stupid they think our fantasy football league is is kind of <laughs> like I think that would be like hilarious. That'd be hysterical, uh, just because like uh, I mean I hear it from from you know Austin's told me what Katie said about the show. Uh, I mean you you've said what Brandy says about you when you're listening to the show, right? Uh, Kara is typically listening in from one way or another. Uh, I'm sure Colby is you know shit talking Philly, so. Uh, <laughs> And we we know how Morgan feels. So there's like I said, like I think there's like lots of different like little directions that we could take it, and like it'd be fun. So I get excited talking about this if you can't tell. That one scares me a little bit. I'd be afraid of what <laughs> some people would say about us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I I think about I think I think it would be a good idea. I think it'd be fun, um, if only for just like kind of like one episode special just to kind of see if we can get all all the ladies together and just kind of have them talk unfiltered but yeah i'd be really nervous about what morgan has to say because uh can you picture uh, like an opposite day where it's morgan and morgan and kara hosting the show with colby as the (laughs) producer (laughs) i think i think it'd be i think it'd be great i think it's like you know kind of like a one-time uh 
like a one-time special. That'd be a, an excellent idea. Um, so I think we should work on getting that uh, getting that planned. Yeah, and and for for female listeners listening in, we have a small percentage. Um, I think that just includes Morgan, but um, <laughs> he's just Morgan. Uh, Kara is trying to start a a women of low expectation football fantasy football league with mm-hmm. some of her her friends as well. So if people are interested and have some good thing, others, I think uh, Fern's partner is interested in participating. So if other people, and it's going to be low stakes. Like I don't even think there's going to be a buy-in. Uh, definitely no punishment. So if people just want to get their partners involved and uh, make this a family affair. Uh, uh, 2022, 2023 is when it's going to be happening. Okay. <laughs> Gino, uh, all right. <laughs> what do you say we talk I'll about? Pay for uh, it to do this. <laughs> what do you say we talk about some matchups? We have uh, we have just two left. I mean, um, yeah. You know, the bottom, uh, the bottom, what bottom six positions in the league are determined. So, really, we just have the champion. And second place, and then third and fourth place. So let's let's talk some matchups here. The real reason we um, the reason we bring the, season. the reason for the Groovy Tony Jadakiss season, getting uh, getting Gino's uh, opinions and takes, and let's get these licks off. What do you say, Gino? Let's make it happen. Uh, who do you want to start with first? Well, we got to start with the championship. We got to start with the championship matchup, don't we? Yeah. So Austin versus Fred. Uh, Talk so, about a matchup you didn't see coming. Right? Yeah. No. My goodness. Both both teams who are like went into the playoffs being six and six. Like that's kind of crazy. I mean, Austin Austin got hot. And I think there was a time where we all believed, like, okay, Austin, Austin could do it, right? Like of of the other of the teams in the league, I don't think um Austin would have been like somebody where like, mm, okay, that's a that's a shocker. But Fred, Fred is definitely surprising. Um, but yeah, but yeah, take it away, take it away, G. Yeah, I think I think Austin's gonna win this one. Uh, Russell Wilson has a fairly favorable matchup this week against Detroit. Devin Sanitary plays Atlanta in the Jets the next two weeks, they should play well. Uh, the only one who I could see maybe hitting a snag is the Seattle defense, they've been Swiss cheese as of late. He's he's streaming. He's streaming defenses, so I, I wouldn't expect him to to keep them. That and he has the player who's been keeping him alive is Cooper Cup. I mean, man's been putting up twenty five points. I think every week, minus maybe one or two. Bruh. I mean, yeah, it's pretty wild to say that he scored twenty one points and twenty one points this week, and that's a bit of a letdown, right? You look yeah. at his last his last five weeks. I have pulled up. I mean, eighteen. Uh, 26, 31, 34, 21. And you're like, okay, well, 21, that's a bit of a disappointment coming off of a 34 point. Hey, he was projected for 24. So that, that should tell you everything you need to know. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I mean, hopefully Austin sets his lineup this week. Um, he has AB on his bench. Um, and AB is, <laughs> he's in store for, um, a metric fuck ton of targets. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so no Godwin like, and uh, and now no uh, no Evans. Yeah, I mean Singletary, he's been deemed the RB one for for uh, for Buffalo, so he's going to be a probably a start there. And if Swift can play, um, he's obviously a, a guy you need to start. But I mean, there's good options on the waiver wires as well, so he could pick up a another running back. I don't trust Devontae Foreman 
or Freeman, sorry, I have Deontay Foreman. Um, but yeah, I would I would expect Austin to be hitting the waiver wire for a running back, um, and uh, and that's without even mentioning KJ Osborne. Uh, that's been a cheeky pickup. I mean, he has. A, I don't think he started him yet, but um, KJ Osborne has yeah. been has been a surprise this season. Um, yeah, and I, I I think I think he I think. I think he and uh, I think he and Justin Jefferson could be the two guys moving forward. I would not at all be mm. surprised to see Minnesota uh, move on from Adam Thielen, who's on a fairly big deal, but clearly now at this point on the decline. So yeah, yeah. he's a bum ankle too. So uh, he yeah. could he could very well not. Like I said, it'll be interesting to play. I mean, he's stacked a wide receiver. He's fine. I mean, Cooper yeah. Cup, Michael Pittman, Hunter Renfro. It's crazy. Hunter Renfro, I didn't even realize this. Renfro only had three. His target share has gone down significantly the past two weeks. That's kind of concerning. But um, but like he's he stacked. You could switch Renfro with a, with AB and he's fine, you know? like So right. like he's set at wide receiver, and I think it's going to come down to what he does at running back, which is going to determine um, that. And then, like, I don't trust Russell Wilson. I think I said that last week. I think I said Russell Wilson was going to be the guy who had to show up. And, like, I'm not convinced. Like, 16 points against the Chicago defense? Meh. He's going against Detroit next week, who's been kind of unpredictable the past few weeks. So, like, maybe go after, like, a a, a streaming quarterback pick this week. I don't know. Or do you go – I mean, Tannehill wasn't impressive again. So, like, against the Miami defense next week? Don't like that matchup. No. So – I think, yeah, I think the things to look out for this week for Austin, quarterback and whatever he, he can figure out at running back. Uh, those That's going to be what's going to, you know, seal his fate one way or another. I agree. And then on the um, flip side, you're Fred. Yeah, let's talk uh, about it. His tight end, Noah Fant, has a rough two weeks against the Chargers defense. He's going to be looking for blood after a blowout loss to Houston. And then they, they're at home against Kansas City. It ain't going to happen there. Um, and then he also has Mark. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling in the lineup right now, which he's going to need to replace because he's out with IR. Two pickups. I thought he was on the COVID list. Still, I still don't think he's the best option, even if he comes back from COVID. Yeah, Let me see. That's fair. Because, um, I mean, there's Alan Lazard, a fellow Green Bay player, who I think is a much better option for him. Or, yeah. in, you know, Jacoby Myers. He's not going to get you all, he's not going to get you touchdowns, but he's going to get you receptions and he's going to get you yaks. Yeah, and I think those could be two options to kind of make it close, but I think I think Austin wins this matchup by fifteen. Yeah, pretty convincing win, man. All right, I think it's interesting. I'm going to be interested to see what happens um, with Fred's team. Uh, he obviously has Eckler, who should be back this week, so Justin Jackson should be irrelevant. Um, do we know if uh, is uh, is Cook going to be back this week? Do we know? Anyone, has anyone heard? He should be. He should be. He should be. Um, so, I mean, like yeah, I said, I mean, there's, uh, there's plenty of options I, at running back. I mean, I think, I think honestly, they they've had a. I mean, Cook obviously when he's when he's when he's healthy and or uh, not on the COVID list, he's obviously the guy. But Madison has been playing well enough that he's earned himself enough. And I mean, if if Eckler is playing. <clears throat> I mean, depending on what him. happens, yeah, you, you start him. Depending on what happens, I mean, you have Chase Edmonds, um, who is now back and looks like he's fully assumed 
um, the lead role there. I mean, obviously James Conner was out this week. Um, so I think, I think he's in a good, I think he's in a, he's in a, a solid spot, probably the best position he's been in all year long, which is great for Fred. If you're looking at when you need to be in the best spot, which is, you know, in the championship round. Yeah. So, you know, I think, uh, I think he's, he's got flexibility at running back. Um, he's still, I mean, the, the one thing that I will say, and I have not disagreed with at all in your um, reviews of Fred all year long has definitely been the wide receiver um, mm-hmm. situation. I mean, you have to start Terry McLaurin if um, if, if he's healthy, part. but yeah, I mean, it's just very difficult to trust him. And then um, yeah, Brandon Ayuk has yeah. Brandon Ayuk has been has been decent since he picked him up, but he's, after yeah. that, I mean, you got Russell Gage. Um, I think and, he, I think he switches him with like I would switch him with either Chase Edmonds or Javante Williams. Yeah, yeah I think um, you got to go with a third running back there, but um, that that's really the only thing that's going to hold him back is uh, yeah. are the receivers going to give him enough to keep him in it? So yeah, scary theory hasn't put up more than hasn't put up double digits since week eleven, which is saying something. Um, so like it's it's hard to trust. Last time they're they're playing in Philly again. Uh, Philly looks like a rejuvenated team. Uh, they're on a three-game win streak, and uh, the Giants to close it out. Yeah, so like he could pop off against the Giants because they're garbage. Um, but Phil, I mean, like, and they might not have. I mean, who knows? They might not have anything to play for Week 18. So depending on what happens this week with playoff uh, contention and stuff like that, so um, this could be, uh, like I said, it could pop off, but. He very well could also be a bust. So, but like I said, he's a must start. Like he's the guy there. I like the Ayuk start. Um, if the, his tight end situation is not great, um, <laughs> I think if Fryermuth is healthy, you play him. But if he's mm-hmm. not, like I don't know. I, I I like I think Noah Fant's probably like he's good enough to to go there. But yeah, he's not he's not putting up like numbers that are going to blow you away. So. Yeah, I mean, he's a TD defending guy. You know, if you can get 10, 12 points out of Friday, I, that's I a definitely, pretty solid I, game. I definitely thought that Noah Fant was going to have better production with Drew Locke, um, just because they had such a great, <laughs> they, had a, they had a pretty good rapport when when Locke was the starting quarterback. So I was kind of surprised to see his like. I mean, he only had four targets. I mean, he was on the field for ninety percent of the snaps, so that's good. But when you only get four targets from that, it's not great. Again, the Broncos' offense has just been hot garbage. So. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's decidedly better when Bridgewater is out there, but even still, it's even with Bridgewater, it's still just not a great, such a, um, not such a great a situation. Boring team to watch. They're so boring. Yeah, sorry, Joe. Yeah, I mean Joe knows <laughs> he knows that for them to do anything, I mean their defense has been good. Shout out to Vic Fangio, but their offense is hot garbage. I mean Joe's Wait. used to the pain by now, so he'll be okay. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, think about it, though. I mean, they were, what, five years removed from a Broncos Super Bowl? So, I mean, yeah, you, got, you like, got high expectations. Broncos are always one of those teams that, like, they're never really – they're never really more than, like, five or six years removed from being a Super Bowl-caliber team. I mean, like – They have – I mean, they have the weapons. Dating back, dating back to, like, the 80s, though. Like, from – basically, since they drafted John Elway, they've always been – pretty much always been an AFC contender or when they're not, they're not too far away from being a contender. They have, like they have the weapons. They've, they've appeared in like seven, eight Super Bowls. I mean, they've only won three, but 
Um, like I said, I I think they I think the pieces are there. I think they're like they haven't hit on a quarterback yet, and I don't think that like looking at this upcoming draft, don't love don't love the quarterback mm. pool. So like mm. uh, Joe's convinced that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that'd be great if you did. Be great if you did. But yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, like I like I don't like you have Jerry Judy, you have uh, Cortland Sutton. Tim Patrick's pretty good. Who was the kid from uh, KJ Hamler? Who's yeah. uh, who's, who's not a bad. He was a speedy, speedy wide receiver over the top. And I think Noah Fanta has potential to be a really, really good wide receiver in this league. Uh, so, like the pieces are there, I think, but like, the quarterback play is is just so poor. And like I said, Teddy Bridgewater, he's like serviceable, but that's about what I would. I think that's what I would label as a serviceable quarterback. And he's not gonna. He's not flashy. He's gonna get. He's gonna get the job done. But you need, you know, if they get Aaron Rodgers, that team is probably an immediate yeah. contender. Yeah, they immediately become a contender for sure. And you have Javante um, Williams, who I forgot to mention, is out of the backfield, yeah. and I think he's. I think he has the potential to be a, a superstar in this league as well. Yeah, I think. Uh, last little note, because I want to make sure we get uh, Gino's thoughts on the other matchup, but yeah. I think. Uh, I think. I think Denver moves on from Melvin Gordon this offseason. And oh, goes full time with Javante Williams. I think Javante Williams is probably going to be like a top three round pick um, next year. Um, easy. So that that's going to be something to keep your eye on. Like if they if they were to grab Aaron Rodgers, they immediately become a contender. And if they move on from Melvin Gordon, then you know you're looking at you're looking at a, a surefire like slam dunk top ten running back with Javante Williams. So if he's the, like the number like the the clear cut number one guy there, right? Like, right, right. That that again that that's predicated upon what they do with Melvin Gordon and or um, if, if they, they are able to get it right at quarterback. Else. But yeah, cool. I will add real well, quick: if they do get Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams is also his deal is also up. They don't have the cap space for him. No way. Will you move I mean, it? Will you move some pieces? No way. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I think. They, I, I think. I think if. I think if Devonte Adams goes anywhere, he's going to go to Oakland. Um, he's spoken very openly about wanting to play with his college teammate Derek Carr. Um, well, he was going to say he went to Fresno, right? Yeah. Yeah, they both were at Fresno at the same time. Um, so I, I think. I think if he does, if if he. If Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, I think Dem- I think Devontae Adams is gone, and I think if he if he is gone, if he's he'll smart, probably, he's he'll, gone. he'll probably end up in Las Vegas. Okay, um, but yeah, let's let's get let, uh, again. We're running a little bit low on time for you here, Gino. So let's get your thoughts on this other matchup here. Uh, Carl versus Philly. I mean, Carl's team is struggling right now, uh, and I think struggling is being real nice to Carl. Uh, Philly's team has been hot; they've been consistent, like. I don't see Philly losing to Carl. Unless Carl's team comes back like his first 10 weeks, maybe. But based off of numbers, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with Philly here. What are your thoughts as far as lineups for the two teams? Like what I mean, I mean, I guess maybe specifically with Carl, um, who's really been struggling and um like I mean, it's not even a matter of roster nirvana or lineup nirvana for Carl. It's just like it's just, I mean, people just aren't yeah. producing. I mean, you look at Kamara two, week, two weeks ago when he scored fifty eight points. He didn't even really have anything on the bench that would have made a significant difference. He still would have been the lowest scorer of the week of on the season, um, even if he had like the perfect lineup in. But so, 
what are your thoughts as far as lineups are concerned? Like, what are, if you got Carl's roster, what are you doing here? I mean, he has such a good lineup. Like, it's so hard to put someone over Harris or Kamara. Uh, his receivers are okay. Uh, I mean, Foster Moreau for Las Vegas, you know, hit or miss. He, he still got 10 points. Uh, Ronald Jones is going to get the load of the carries in Tampa. Matt Prater, Arizona's kicker, like when Arizona scores, he's going to get you five to six points depending on how much <laughs> they score. And then Dallas's defense, but you never know what you're going to get with them sometimes. It, it's just so tough to plug and play for Carl. Like, yeah, he didn't start Joe Burrow. Like, that's great. But you still have uh, Wilson, who got 14, Carter, who got 14. Beckham somehow got 13, but that's not a great pick because you never know what you're going to get with him. Philly's team is just hot right now, and I'm going to ride with the hot hand. Yeah, I think I think I like Philly's depth really, um, especially at wide receiver. I mean, yeah, he's just got he's got that he's got a war chest. Like you can just play the matchups. You know who's got the most favorable matchup, and if you start him, chances are you're in a pretty good position with Tyreek Hill, Ceedee Lamb, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, like. Yeah. You're just in too good of a spot there. You can start three receivers and easily get 90 points out of them, you know. The only thing I, I would tell Philly to change is uh, Saquon. Yeah. yeah. Giants uh, are I just think, bad, think, bad. Yeah. Looking at looking at Carl's roster, I think the only thing I change, if I'm Carl, is if uh, Foster, uh, Foster Moreau for Waller, if Waller plays, and then the only other switch I make, maybe switch DJ Moore for – uh, Evans, if he plays, um, but that's the only changes I really make. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Arizona hasn't been good, so I think I think and I think Dallas has been a, as much as it pains me to say it. There's been a heck of a team this year, so I, I keep riding Dak. Um, but like I said, Burrow's on a he's on a mission to prove himself, but I don't think I do that against Kansas City. No. So, like I said, that's the only change I make for Carl this week. I, I might drop Prater. He hasn't been, he hasn't been, he's the 13th the thirteenth overall kicker. But um, the the Cardinals tend to put up a lot of points. I mean, they tend to score a lot of touchdowns. So he's only mm-hmm. kicking extra points instead of field goals. And I think that's the, the hard thing. And, kick, uh, Gina, uh, you're the kicker expert, so you should <laughs> you should know these things. But, it's like, if you're looking at kickers, you want a team that's like, that doesn't score a lot. Like, Probably Cairo Santos for the Bears is probably a really, really good fantasy option because the Bears don't score in the red zone. Uh, they yeah. they kick field goals. So yeah. like, like I I'm sure Cairo Santos is up there in terms of players, but like Prater is not a great option. Like he hasn't put up double digits. I think he, maybe once or twice, but like I, I mean, not that I mean kicker couldn't necessarily like make or break, but like. I would look somewhere else instead of Prater. And then yeah. Philly's team, like Philly's stack, you know. Um, so, it, like I said, the only change I make is Saquon for Dalvin Cook if he plays. Um, I mean, he's got his choice of wide receivers, you know. Like, I like Tyreek Hill. I like Keenan Allen. Uh, I can live without Tyler Lockett. Um, so, like, I think he probably could afford to switch Jamar Chase or CD Lamb for Lockett, but that's yeah. that's what I roll with. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, yeah. It awesome. should be fun. It should be fun. If, if I, think, I think it'll be one that's entertaining because I mean Carl's just yeah. 
Carl's an entertaining fella by himself. Um, and then obviously we know we know Philly. Philly's uh Philly's also delivers some pretty good content. So I think this matchup will I, I think I think overall I expect Carl um and his team to kind of rebound. Um I mean he hasn't really had um multiple bad weeks mm-hmm. all year long. Um and so it was a bit surprising that um I mean I mean you get he, he scored what 58 points and he ends up with nearly 200. So it just yeah. goes to show you like He's got the firepower. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's there. Um, the consistency. You know, yeah, it's the consistency piece. And over the course of a two-week matchup, that's that's what you need. You'd rather have, cool. you know, 120 points um, every week as opposed to, like, one week with 60 and one week with 140, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to talk well, all this shit about Carl, and he's going to put up, like, 200 points each week and get – Oh, no. Absolutely. I mean, like – I, I fully like, expect they, it to happen, yeah. They both, they both have the – they both have the talent – to have like very very high scoring weeks, it just depends yeah. on who shows up. So like, we could very well have like almost like a three hundred point week, uh, or like three hundred point week, but three hundred point like combined total. Yeah, uh, it's very it's very possible. But yeah, for sure. Like I said, it just it just depends on who shows up, and that that week eighteen is tough. I think that's going to be a, a, that's not something we've talked about. But week eighteen will be tough because who rests? Do the Cowboys yeah, right. even start? Do the Cowboys even start Dak week eighteen? Right? Like yeah. if they've clinched. They've, they've already clinched the division. If they're not going to move up or down, like start start rush, right? Like, yeah. Well, I think that's something we really haven't talked about. Yeah, I mean, for any matchup, like I mean, no. especially because like you consider the championship matchup. Like, um, you could argue Austin's uh, two best players, or at least two best receivers, um, Cooper Cup and Antonio Brown, may not even may not even need to play Week 18, and so it's I like, yeah, think about that. You know, do, yeah. if if they pop off in Week 17. Uh, you know, great if they can put you up a little bit, but I mean, the Bucks have an opportunity. The Bucks have very favorable matchups these last two weeks, um, and if if they beat the Jets this week, they got the Panthers again in Week 18. Um, I fully expect that you know if they realize, uh, especially because the health issues they've had down the stretch. If, well, that um, it just depends on if the number one seed is still up for grabs. If the number one seed is still up for grabs, we'll find out a lot this play. week. Yeah, we'll find this, out this a lot week. this week because if the pack if the Packers win this week, they lock it up. So there's no. There's no movement for the Rams, Cowboys, or, or Bucks. One of the hard things about going all 18 weeks for any fantasy league is that week 18. I know, a lot of people, I know Joe has talked to me previously about, like, do we stop at week 17? Because we know for a fact that pretty much everyone's going to be playing still and have things to play for. So, like, uh, yeah, there's there's something to be said about going the entire 18 weeks. But uh, it's... It, becomes a game of waivers too at that point so lots to um, which that that also bodes well then for fred um who's been incredible with picking up handcuffs so if you see these teams start resting guys um i fully expect fred to capitalize and just if you have to pick up the right guys you know if you have the roster space start making the moves that's yeah right that's all you can do so, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be Kia. It could be <laughs> could be Kia after this week. I mean, well, you know, I Fred, want to be Fred's, Fred's your time. Uh, oh, I didn't even realize what time it was. Yeah, Oops. it's ten. I just want to. It's ten thirty, so I just want to make sure that you are <laughs> making sure you're picking up your fiance because uh, don't want you in the doghouse more than you already are. Always. We don't need to. We don't need to further Sam's reputation as being irresponsible and a bad influence. <laughs> Brandy loves Sam, so I think we're okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, good. That makes uh, that makes one of the ladies of low expectations. Yeah. 
she gets in at eleven, so I think I got I got a little bit more time. It's it it shouldn't be getting, it shouldn't be too bad getting to Love Field from here. It's a forty minute drive. It's not forty minutes. It was forty minutes uh, when I took her. It'll probably be like twenty five thirty if I leave. Okay, well, and she has to get her bags. I'm assuming. Yeah. So you you probably got I got loads of time. You could probably leave at eleven and be and be fine. Yeah, maybe a little early, but okay. Um, well, well we that, wanna... would, that would take us back to our matchups. Yeah, you know, if um, we want to continue those. Well, we do want to talk about Carl's matchup, so let's at least hit that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that one. Um, let's just mention real quick the other the other matchups, um, and just making sure we're we're doing our dues here. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously we mentioned uh, Zidane. Uh, Zidane, please, Fred uh, ends up beating Philly, advances to the championship round. Really improbable run um, these last few weeks for Fred continues. Yeah. Um, yeah, real, real, real tough scenes there. Um, uh, wait, Fern, Philly had a Philly had a quote that he wanted us to read. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You so, want to read it? You um, want to read it? It doesn't matter. You, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Um, this is a quote from from Philly. I just want to say, I know I could have won, but realistically, I don't think I would have changed my lineup. No way you can sit Hill with your season on the line unless you're Andy Reid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he wanted us to say. We're, and, and of course, we are citing the the one, the only uh, Joshua Mean Philly England. <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, and then of course the, uh, the the fifth and sixth place matchup here. Uh, you mean the, the you mean the third? You mean the third place? Yeah. Matchup? A, according yeah, according to place. Joe, according to Joe, who doesn't know how to read brackets, <laughs> Joe is um, convinced that this is still the third place matchup. So he even I think he even said it once. Again, after after uh, we you, correct, a, after yeah. you pointed it out, um, but yeah, the Fighting House plants uh, Big Fern ends up uh, beating Gino, our guest today. Rice to beat you, uh, fairly convincing win two sixty nine two forty eight. Um, the Fighting House plants, I mean, just what a heck of a run for their season. Um, obviously derailed in the first round of the playoffs, but um ends up getting the win here a monster game from T Higgins here in the, yeah, the second cheeky, week of the matchup cheeky yeah. start on Amon Ross St. Brown too yeah yep. i mean man man dug real deep here and Kyle Pitts i i i really liked Kyle Pitts and i hate admitting this cuz he's a gator um but I, I really was high on Kyle Pitts and the man just he came on um he's the fifth ranked PPR tight end um, I think this is a guy who, moving forward in Atlanta, um, is probably going to continuously be a top five tight end. Um, but had himself a pretty solid game: six catches, 102 yards, six targets. So you know, no drops, no incompletions thrown his way. That's pretty that's good. always a good sign. Um, but yeah, Big Fern gets the win there. Um, and then I think I thought this was a pretty cool idea, um, and it ended up being you know a pretty pretty fun matchup between. Uh, Joe and Mo, they both agreed to start just one player um, both weeks. So in the battle of Debo versus Justin Jefferson, uh, Debo comes out victorious to the tune of 47 points over two weeks uh, against Justin Jefferson's 34 points over two weeks. So, um, and, and we talked a lot about Debo. Debo has been a, just a monstrous, um, monstrous pickup this year. Uh, you know, definitely a potential keeper pick. Uh, for most, so we'll see what happens there. 
And, and I think it's not uh, it's not out of the question to think that Justin Jefferson could be um, could be uh, could be Joe's keeper pick. I mean, yeah. we'll have to see what happens there. You know, you know, it's crazy to think before we move on. Gino drafted Debo Samuel in the ninth round. Like how I don't know how we didn't give him the steal of the draft because like Debo is easy. I mean, maybe he did give him the steal. I don't know, but he was no. the ninth round ninth round draft pick. Like that's crazy. And he's yeah. I mean he popped off. He, like we said, number four wide receiver PPR, number thirteen overall PPR. Like that's that's pretty nuts, man. Well, I mean, in defense, in defense of him going in the ninth round, I mean, he had a couple pretty solid games last year. And I think it was just difficult. It's difficult to trust the 49ers. Hurt. He was, he was hurt, hurt a lot. Like, it's just difficult yeah. to trust the 49ers offense. I mean, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a guy that gets the job done, um, but yeah. he's not He's not like, you know, this fantastic well, eye-popping, be, eye-popping he quarterback. He could be done for this year, too. I don't know. We'll see. He had a, he yeah. tore he – tore the UCL ligament in his thumb. Mm. Um, and he also partially fractured, or he, he fractured his thumb or something like that. So yeah. um, the boy Trey Lance could be starting uh, for the foreseeable future. And uh, I, I, I'm i fairly certain that the, the 49ers will move on from, from Jimmy G after this year. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I just say all that to say I don't. I don't really think anybody could have seen this type of explosive season from Debo. And I think what's been most impressive has been the Cordero Patterson esque utility of Debo. And I think that's yeah. what's really separated him. Um, has really? been the utility aspect. So absolutely very difficult. Very difficult to see that he would become that type of player for San Francisco this year. But certainly very interesting to see moving forward. Obviously, San Francisco has a pretty good lineage of, of good receivers. So see if he becomes the next great um, in their long line of really good receivers. And I will say this, uh, Debo was very close to being on Keith's team. Very close. I tried. I tried. But uh, my, I'd be, I'd be a liar if I said I wasn't uh, like 2% butthurt about that. Cause I reached out to him and I said, Hey, I'm interested in Debo. Let me know what you want. And he said, all right, cool, cool, cool. Let me think about it. And then like, Maybe a couple, later. maybe maybe a cut, maybe yeah, maybe an hour later, uh, a trade has been accepted, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" I didn't think I didn't think Mo was going to take. I was going to say Mixon. I, was, I didn't think I was, was going to happen. I, I was definitely going to say, in your defense, uh, Mixon is better than what I would have offered. It was going to be like it was going to be like um, James Robinson or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've, I've, you know, I've forgiven you um, for whatever it's worth. <laughs> Well, you're not even lost. That's what matters. Let's talk yeah. about the matchup, the matchup that we most wanted to talk about, and I think we're we may, we might be hitting a new length record on this podcast, fellas. Um, but uh, we're, we're definitely over an hour now. Really, all I just wanted to say, uh, obviously, Carl ends up losing a very narrow matchup. Um, you know, it ends up being what is it? Three points, one ninety-seven, one ninety-four. Um, Carl very publicly. Uh, called me out and challenged my credibility um, by pointing out that I told him that he should start Dak Prescott instead of Joe Burrow. So obviously uh, Joe Burrow, and I'm looking for, I'm looking for the lineup that I told him and I found it. So obviously um, pulling up the numbers here, just so we're clear, um, not only did Dak Prescott have a great game? 
he only missed out on um, <clears throat> only missed out on the points total by seven points, 38.1 to 31.3. So about seven points, which to Carl's credit, had he gone with Joe Burrow, this would have given him the win. He would have won this matchup. But I'm going to read you verbatim what I said. Carl, give me your full starting lineup for my squad this week. I said Dak, Najee, Jeff Wilson, Deontay Johnson, Mike Evans, parentheses, pending injury, Darren Waller, parentheses, pending injury, Rojo, Prater, San Francisco defense. If no Evans, take more, DJ Moore. If no Waller, I'd pick up Everett, Gerald Everett, who I ended up picking up. The two big differences here, obviously the uh, outside of Joe Burrow, the two big differences, I told him Jeff Wilson over Alvin Kamara, and I told him pick up Gerald Everett. Both of those would have given him a convincing win. Both of those. And, and furthermore, had he made just either one of those changes, had he just picked up Gerald Everett, he wins this matchup. Uh, he responded, benching Kamara. That's an honest thought. I said, I'm high on the Dolphins defense right now. My dad is a Dolphins fan. We've been watching closely. I don't like Kamara with no quarterback. He's the only option on offense right now. So it makes it easier for Dolphins defense to key in, make it a good D, uh, make it a good D like the Dolphins, and you've got problems. And I said, TBH, I put in a claim for the Dolphins defense and plan to start them if I get it. So Carl comes from my credibility. Carl, suck my dick. I'm glad you didn't win. Fuck off. And, and I'll bring this up too, and it's mostly a question for Carl. Like, Bro, the Ravens had everyone out. It was a high school team at this point. Would we would we have expected 525 yards from Joey Burrow? No. But, I mean, a high school defense versus an NFL defense, like I would have taken those odds too, but you can't go wrong with Dak. And as much as I, it pains me to say that because fuck the Cowboys, you can't go wrong with Dak. Not he only missed out by seven points. He only yeah. missed out well, by seven he, points. So it's not like it's not like my take of uh, Dak over Burrow yeah, had had Dak come out and laid a fat dump like he did uh, was it two weeks ago when he had like seven points? <laughs> like I'd I'd have calmly eaten my L here, but thirty eight points to thirty one points. Come on now, but the oh, other even, two moves uh, that I told him, and I even fully explained why he should bench Kamara, and he didn't listen. And it turns out that the tight end pickup that I told him to pick up. Um, he didn't do, I picked him up and that helps me get a win. And I told him that the Dolphins defense was going to absolutely wreck the saints. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I think the only thing I have to add on that too, is I think Dak, if Dak doesn't put up like 300 yards in the first half, he probably puts up more points total. Yeah. Right. right. If he, yeah. if he plays the entire game, cause he got pulled in late in the third. It quarter. was like middle of the, yeah, it was like middle to the end of the third quarter. So, so like if he plays the entire game, that, that, that pick probably works out really well. Um, but so Dak didn't do himself any, I mean, Dak didn't do fantasy owners any favors by putting up, like I said, like almost 300 <laughs> yards of offense in the first half. So <laughs> just, so, uh, I feel just very vindicated. To, I feel very vindicated knowing that I gave Carl two other suggestions. Um, that either one of them would have given him a win. Both of them, um, one of them ultimately would have cost me, but um, both of them would have given him a comfortable win where he didn't even have to stress on Monday night. So, All right. 
Well, let's uh, let's keep this show moving and let's jump into mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Our favorite segment. Our favorite segment. And uh, for those listening at home, you're wondering why we didn't have Waffle Watch. Um, there's nothing to watch anymore. Sam, our, our fearless commish, is heading to Waffle House. Stay tuned for details. Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about some mail time. You got you got uh, looks like four questions. Yep. Ooh. Obviously, you're not going to talk about anything. You're not a huge Marvel person, so no. Um, sorry, that, that sorry, one, Austin. That one's kind of out of the question. Well, why don't you go ahead and read these for us? Um, okay. Just because I've been liking uh, giving the fellows credit, giving the lads credit for um, their submissions. So go ahead and read them for us, and then obviously make your pick, and then we'll discuss. Got it. So Austin asked two. Uh, he asked, you have the ability to change the ending of one movie in any capacity. What movie do you change, and how does it end? And then he also asked, you have the last stone of the Infinity Gauntlet. You can pick three MCU characters to protect you, heroes, villains, excluding Thanos and the Black Order for one hour from Thanos and the Black Order. Who want that stone? Who's saving your ass? Mo asked, I just visited my girlfriend's family place for the holidays and almost clogged the toilet, which caused an internal crisis for me. With this in mind, what is your biggest fear or concern when visiting your significant other's family? And then Fred asked, in the spirit of the new year being right around the corner and looking back at 2021, what decision, moment, week, injury, or anything do you think was your defining moment of the season? Um, I'm not a big MCU guy. I like to watch the movies, but I'm not, like, super invested. Uh, I'm not really, like, afraid of Brandy's family, so, like, I have nothing to worry about there. So I'm going to answer Fred's question. Um, Biggest takeaway, Kiefer says that tight ends are a premium in this league. I'm going to add kickers are people too. <laughs> uh, so I had nine weeks where I had either uh, Justin Tucker or Nick Folk put up over 12 points, let alone double digits. Uh, I mean, those win you some games, if your defense shit in the bed like the Bucks defense did for me several times this year. Easy now. <laughs> Several <laughs> times. I mean, it, it, there's that. D-Hop got hurt. It is what it is. Like, I made some moves. They helped me in the running back area, but I had to lose, lose you know, Keenan Allen and Debo. And then D-Hop <laughs> got hurt. But I have Devontae Adams, who I will put on record, will be my keeper for the upcoming year. So, sorry, folks. You ain't getting him. Uh, and then I got to shout out Mo and Philly for uh, touchdown Lenny and Joe Mixon. You know, they, they, they kind of saved my ass this season. So, so. Super Bowl Lenny, baby. Hey. Um, that was your defining I'm, moment. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward, uh, as a Bucks fan, I'm looking forward. I think these injuries, um, number one, not being significant, and number two, being timely, that um, we'll have most of these guys, except for Chris Godwin, back for the playoffs which I still haven't fully uh, processed and mourned um, the loss of Chris Godwin, but we'll see. Um, Sam, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I think mine's pretty straightforward. I can go. Yeah. Uh, I think my, I think the, like the defining moment of my season was the Derrick Henry injury. I think that, I think that changes the entire landscape of my team. Um, 
So I think like I think if uh, King Henry stays healthy, I think it's a very different year for me. Yeah. I would I would agree. I think and uh, I, I knew you were going to go with that. Um, and mine is predictable too. I've actually already talked about it, but um, I, I I'll take it a step further. I think um, not only does King Henry uh, change the lens, the outlook of your season, I think it changes the landscape of the league. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, he was he he was as recently as like two or three weeks ago, he was still like a top five rusher in the league. That's how dom and and he had already missed like four or five games at that point. That's how mm-hmm. dominant of a season he was having. Yeah. Um, I think he was up to this bl- week. Was it up to this week? Yeah. He would have blown the rushing record out of the water to the point where it's like, okay, he had an extra game. Of course you could break the record. Like, no, <laughs> um, he would have, I, I, he, I dare say he could have come close to like 2,500 yards. Um, so that, that, that changed the landscape. I think of the entire league, um, Mine, I've already talked about it um, at length. It was taking Justin Jefferson or taking AJ Brown instead of Justin Jefferson. Um, I, I ended up looking it up. I think I mentioned this um, exactly three games. There were three weeks where uh, AJ Brown, it was my first matchup with Carl um, where AJ Brown exited in like the first quarter and Justin Jefferson ended up having like 21 points that week. And then two other weeks where um, the difference in the two's point total um, would have resulted in a win for me that week. So talking about going from six and six to nine and three, if I had Jefferson, um, that obviously dramatically changes the, the outlook and uh, that two top five, two top five, top seven receivers with just uh, Jefferson and Godwin um, for the majority of the season, two top 15 running backs, uh, Daryl Henderson and um, James Robinson. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm I'm firmly a contender. Um, had I had had I had Jefferson, so um, that's that's definitely my pick. That's the defining moment for me. Yeah. Let it be known. Let it be known. I won't pass on Justin Jefferson again if I have the opportunity to take him. So, well, first <laughs> good, thing pick? You, good thing you What's didn't that? confuse. Uh, good thing you didn't confuse James Robinson for, for Allen Robinson. For Allen that Robinson, been, yeah, that would have been a catastrophe. <laughs> I feel like he, Fred probably just hit like Control F and then just typed in Robinson and just clicked the first one, the first Robinson yeah. he saw, which alphabetically take, would have been a, a Robinson. Did he take him in the first round? Was that, was no, it I think first? it was. I think it was like his third round pick because he took he took yeah. Eckler, and yeah. then and then one other player, and I think it was like his third or fourth round pick because I think a, I got I got Robinson in like the fourth round. What a bum this year, man. I mean, tough being on the Bears, but shit. You only have two games over 10, 10 fantasy points. Oof. He did in a contract year too, right? Isn't this a contract year for him? Yeah, he did surpass. He didn't surpass sixty-eight yards. Mm, big tough. Big one touchdown. Oh god. Man, tough year. He really hasn't been the same since that twenty fifteen year in in Jacksonville. That was a that was an incredible run. Those 2015 Jaguars were so much fun. They were. They were. That was just I mean, a fun team. We could we could talk at length, uh, especially with Gino, a Pats fan, with a very controversial call. Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, let me. What's your honest opinion? Do you think Miles Jack was down? <laughs> so I don't. I don't think he was. I, I'm. I'm happy that the Patriots won that game, but I don't think he was down. I don't think he was down, but I mean. Everyone says that the Patriots always get calls. The only call that I think the Patriots have gotten 
was back in 01 on the tuck rule. No one's ever heard of that rule before then, and they got it all of a sudden. That's the only time I would say the Patriots, in my opinion. Well, they they made the tuck rule after that game. Yeah. So it wasn't you, it wasn't a rule before then. You had it was an just entire such a controversy. I was going to say, you had an entire rule created for you. So, so does Kenny Pickett, but that's neither here nor there. Either way, we won, and it is what it is. That's six <laughs> Super Bowls later. Hey, listen, seven, it worked out. Seven it worked for out. a certain Tim Bay quarterback. Gino moaning and complaining last year that his team is, hey, oh, we have a losing record. I was like, dude, you haven't had a losing record in your lifetime. Calm the hell down. <laughs> Even when we lost Brady in 11 when he tore his ACL, we were still 11. They still went 11 and 6. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Even then, like, it is what it is. But and they um, traded Matt is. Castle for, like, a first-round draft pick. Like, no, we didn't get a first. You got damn near. It was a, it was a pretty high third. pick because they second sent him to the third. Chiefs, right? They sent it to the yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That's yeah, fine. I We've, mean, it's, things things have changed. Um, it's, it's Honestly, when you – it's it's been a truly impressive run of dominance. Like, you – you look at the dynasties that have existed in the NFL, there's really only four. Um, and that's the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Niners, the Pats. Yeah. And three of those four existed before salary cap. Mm-hmm. And so you look at the Patriots, a 20-year run of nine, was it nine Super Bowl appearances? Or eight, eight Super Bowl appearances, six victories. A million um, and five AFC East championships. Like, yeah, like what was it like sixteen straight AFC championship, AFC East championships? Like yeah. that. That we'll we'll probably never see that kind of dominance in any sport ever again. Maybe the Yankees or Red Sox could do it in the MLB because there's no salary cap. But if the MLB ever institutes a salary cap, we'll we'll never see another run. Like what the Patriots have, and I, I, you could argue they're still on it. You could argue that they haven't officially come off of it yet. Like you have one, you have one bad year as you transition from the all-time greatest quarterback to you know this rookie guy who looks pretty solid. Um, but I mean, from 2001 to 2020, 2019, you'll never see anything like that in professional sports ever again. I mean, at least at least not in a in a league that has a salary cap. No, I mean, just as a Boston sports fan, I think over my 27 years of life, I've been super blessed to see all four of the big four win a championship yeah. and be at multiple. Um, and as you know, like, and I'm not hating on you, Keith, but like Tampa is like, oh, it's Tampa Bay now. Like, congrats. You have a few good years. Like, sell, sell us some of your stadiums before you start talking shit. No, we're riding this wave, baby. We're riding this wave. Like the Rays, I can't stand the Rays, but they're a damn good team, and there's no reason that the Trop looks the way it does. That stadium should be sold out, but it's not. <laughs> no. And it pisses it's me it's off. It's because it's in St. Pete. It pisses me off for the teams. It's because it's in St. Pete. They're working to move it to Tampa. They move it to Tampa. We're in good shape. But, I mean, the Lightning have a Colts following that are always good. The Bucks, as much as it fucking pains me to say it, Brady, Lenny, Godwin, Fournette, I mean Evans. That that defense is nuts. Tampa Bay, I w- baby. <laughs> I wish he was still Brady on the Pats, but Bill didn't want to pay him or give him a damn receiver to help him out. So it is what it is. And our loss is your gain. And now you've won a Super Bowl with them. Tampa Bay, baby. <laughs> well, 
I think that wraps us for this week. I think it wraps us. I mean, we got plenty of content, so um, probably more than enough. I probably won't get. I'm not going to be able to put it together tonight, but we'll have it out tomorrow morning. Uh, So thanks for thanks for tuning in on this fine Wednesday morning. Uh, Hope you all have a great day at work, and uh, I uh, hope everyone had some uh, some sweet dreams. So. Gino, thanks for making the time. Hmm? Sweet dreams of syrup and butter? (laughs) Not if, dude, you obviously (laughs) not thought through what you would do at a Waffle House. uh, You could have one enjoyable one. No, dude, that's, dude, that's extra, that's extra liquid in your, extra, you know, substance in your stomach. Sam's just going to go for it, man. He's ready. You have to raw dog it if you're going to eat that many raw, dude. (laughs) But, no, uh, yeah. I no, hope, it really uh, has been a pleasure, man. Yeah, it's been fun. This has been, it's thank been you, a fun thank one. For, uh, thank you for making our holiday special a good one. I can help, guys. You guys have a good one. Yeah. Yep. All right, fellas. Remember, keep your your your. What do I? Say? Oh my gosh. Keep oh, your expe- keep your standards low. You know, keep your expectations low and your standards lower. Is that what my other way around? Oh. Other way around. Keep your standards low and your expectations lower. All right, one more time. All right, fellas, thanks for tuning in. Keep your standards low and your expectations lower. We'll see you all in 2022.